setting, and this is important, it's awesome to do it in this kind of setting. And I really, I, I really love the worship here this morning, just the presence of God, and I really believe you are exalt, you're exalting and worshiping from your heart. But how about tomorrow when something, a curveball comes that you didn't have planned? Is at that point where we say, you know, God, I'm going to exalt you as well. Even when it's a little more difficult and the rubber is hitting the road a little harder, we still can choose to exalt our Heavenly Father, our loving Father. And we look at Scripture, you see Revelation and, and just the picture that John paints about heaven and just angels worshiping and adoring and exalting uh, our Heavenly Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, is a beautiful picture. So bless you in your exalting of the Lord Jesus. Whether it's through singing, like we did this morning, raising our hands and saying, Lord, I exalt you. Uh, but I think it can also be your lifestyle this week and some of the choices that you make in living a life that is exalting our Heavenly Father is, in, is, is I believe, uh, very important. So thank you so much for leading us, PJ and Cameron. And that song that you sang, Forever He's Lifted High, Forever He is Glorified, is also so true, so powerful. That song really spoke to me this morning as you led that camp. Uh, of forever He is glorified, forever He's exalted. And uh, that's happening now, but it's going to continue to happen. So bless you as, you, uh, as we continue living a life of exalting our Heavenly Father, lifting our Heavenly Father up. Uh, we're going to have several announcements, and we're gonna also going to have the offering. We're going to have the offering, and then the announcements will come as we take the offering. Uh, the offering this morning is going to be for our missions fund, and the missions fund is not one that we have every month, but it's just kind of randomly we take for the missions fund, uh, and out of the mission fund comes specifically uh, the uh, finances for Barb. We've been sponsoring Barb for a number of years now, and so that's what the missions fund goes for. And then if there's other things that we feel that need to come out of the missions fund, that's where it comes as well. So this morning is for the missions fund. So let's have a word of prayer as we uh, give this morning. Father in heaven, we exalt you this morning. We bless you. We lift you up. Forever you're lifted high, forever you're glorified. And Lord, may we as a people here, may we as a church just keep living and being uh, people that exalt you, that glorify you through all we say and do uh, this morning, but also this week, and what can be become a daily routine, that we would just be people that exalt you, that glorify you with our lives. Father, thank you for uh, the missions fund, and, and Lord, just the, the whole idea of missions, uh, I believe, is, is from you. And so, Lord, this morning as we give toward the mission fund, I pray a blessing on the gift and the giver, and specifically Barb and Natalie as uh, that their support comes from here. And, Lord, thank you so much for what you did for Barb and Natalie this week and what you're doing and just answering prayers in amazing ways are awesome. So, Lord, we want to thank you, and I pray a blessing on Barb and Natalie specifically this morning again. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, and in regards to uh, Natalie, Natalie's birthday is this week on Wednesday, 
and Barb is listening in right now, and so we're going to sing happy birthday to Natalie. So uh, I'm just going to take this off, and everyone help me join. Just sing as loud as you can. Uh, so Natalie, uh, in down there in Haiti, we want to bless you and hope you have a great week. So this song is for you. So let's sing happy birthday uh, to Natalie. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Natalie. Happy birthday to you. All right. Thank you, Natalie. Bless you this week. Hope you have a really good birthday on Wednesday. So you're very special. And so we honor you uh, this, this morning. A few other announcements coming up. Uh, tomorrow evening is men's meeting at our house at 7 o'clock. Uh, if you can't make it, please let me know. I know a number of you or some of you had said you can or you can't, but if you can't, uh, let me know. And next weekend, one weekend from now, is the church cabin weekend. Uh, I think most of you, probably all of you know about it. If you don't, uh, make sure you ask. But so that's coming up. Uh, are there any announcements, PJ, about that? Yeah, Go ahead. Okay, thank you, PJ. Uh, so that's, uh, I'm excited about it. Unfortunately, uh, me and Jen are not going to be there, our family. Uh, the reason is we have on Saturday is the Damien Foundation fundraiser, and we're a little too involved not to be at the fundraiser. And so that is Saturday. It goes all day Saturday. So uh, that's where we're going to be. I know we're going to miss out. Uh, but it uh, sounds like a really fun weekend, but I want to bless you and honor you. There will not be a service here Sunday morning, so nothing's going to happen here. Uh, so if you don't go to the cabin, um, you know, you're free to do something else, but nothing's going to be happening here. Um, all right, makes sense. So, uh, and for those of you that don't know, I, if you're around, if you don't go to the cabin, uh, you are welcome to come to the Damien Foundation fundraiser. It's at Paradise Park pretty much all day Saturday. Uh, there's a wiffle ball tournament. There's lots of food. Uh, they have special singing and stuff in the evening. Uh, some of you are probably aware of the Damien Foundation, what it is. Maybe maybe you don't. Uh, Damien was my, f was my nephew that had brain cancer for five years, and then he passed away when he was 15, which is coming up on three years on May 31st. Uh, but before he died, as you know, with the, the, the journey of him having cancer for five years, uh, he noticed that he received a lot of gifts and a lot of people gave things to Damien. And he realized that his siblings don't get as many gifts. And so one of his wishes before he passed away was to start a foundation for siblings of the cancer patient. 
And so that's what this foundation is for. Uh, if there is a cancer patient, they go and buy things for the siblings of the family. Uh, and we got to do that just this week. Jen, uh, excuse me, had the opportunity to buy how many gifts? A whole bunch. Uh, there's a family in Ohio that we know uh, that the husband has cancer. And so uh, we, Jen, went and bought gifts. I mean, these aren't just small gifts. They spent about $150 per child. Uh, and so all these gifts, they, it had a way out. And so they all got out there for all the siblings. Uh, so that's the Damien Foundation. If you're around Saturday, you want some good food, or if you want to watch a wiffle ball tournament or just enjoy uh, the evening uh, singing, there's a tent and stuff going to be set up there. You're more than welcome to come. But for those of you that are at the cabin, uh, have a great week. I know we're going to miss out. Are there any other announcements? What are you giving and why are you giving it? Last weekend was Mother's Day, obviously. I heard a story last weekend of this little boy that had a penny bank and as he would work, you know, he would put money in his penny bank. For Mother's Day, he got his penny bank and he took it to the store. And he walked into the store and he wanted to buy his mom a dress for Mother's Day. So he walks into the store and the lady there asks him, says, uh, you know, can I help you? He's like, I want to buy a dress for Mother's Day. And so he, uh, she says, well, what size is she? Is she tall? Is she short? Uh, you know, is she just real small? Is she big? What size is she? And he thinks a little bit, and he says, she's perfect. And I know it's been a week now since Mother's Day, but I still want to honor you mothers. We weren't here, but I want to take this time to honor you mothers. And I know children, I really honestly think children do think that for you moms, that you're perfect. You're perfect. They may not tell you, uh, but I really think if uh, you really down in their heart, uh, they think you're perfect. And so mothers, I want to honor you. And uh, just bless you just a little bit here at the beginning, uh, talking about mothers and just the things that they do. Isaiah, how much did you say a mother's wages should be? You just told me this week, and I forget. Okay, yeah. Isaiah, this week he came home. I don't know where. Maybe he learned it from school. No, Dave says no. Gee. <laughs> Isaiah came home, and he says, do you know what a, an average mother's wage should be if she gets paid? I'm like, I have no idea. Uh, and he said 126,000. Uh, and if you think about it, we talked about it a little bit. If you think about the hours that a mom puts in, uh, it can start early in the morning. It can start go late night. It even goes through the night. Uh, mothers are, are very important. And so uh, I want to honor you mothers here this morning in uh, with all you do, your cooking, cleaning, you know, your thousands of loads of laundry, things that you probably very seldom or ever get thanked for, but it is a, it is a blessing. Uh, just the different things that you do, whether it's taking out the trash, your nurses, you cook, you clean, you change dirty diapers, uh, your teachers. Um, talking about a teacher, Pastor Campbell Morgan, 
had four sons. And he was a pastor, and his four sons became pastors as well, or preachers. And when they were, they were at a family reunion, and someone came up and asked one of the sons, and they said, which one of you are the greatest preacher between the four of you? And his answer was, my mother. My mother was the greatest preacher. I know a lot of you mothers don't get up behind the pulpit and preach, but yet in your daily lives you're preaching all the time to your children. And so I want to bless you and, and honor you as you raise the, the next generation. There was a lo- just two more. A London editor submitted a, uh, a, a list to Winston Churchill, and he submitted a list of all his teachers. He wanted to know who all Winston Churchill's teachers were. So he wrote down all the list, sent it to Winston for his approval. Winston sent it back and said, you omitted the most important one. My most important teacher was my mother. Russell Ballard says there's nothing in the world as personal, as nurturing, or life-changing as the influence of a righteous mother. So thank you so much, mothers, for what you do. I just want to take this time to honor you and bless you uh, for, for all that you do. Uh, not only for your families, it makes a huge difference in the church. Uh, it makes a huge difference in the community, and it makes a difference in the world as well. So thank you. Thank you, mothers. And it ties into uh, the title this morning, Why Are You Giving? And I'm sorry, What Are You Giving and Why Are You Giving? And if we look at mothers, you are constantly giving and giving and giving. Why do you give? And I think it's probably a pretty, uh, probably a lot of you would answer, I give because I really care and I really love. I really think would be the bottom line of why you mothers really give. In Mark, sorry, I'm just going to grab this chair for a little bit. Actually, I'm going to use it for a while. We're going to look at a story in Mark 12. Uh, This story is in Mark 12, and it's also in Luke 21. And let me get there. This story, so we have this story in Mark, and we have this story in Luke. And the context of this story in both Mark and Luke prior to this story, have the exact same thing. So I'm going to read in Mark 12, verse 38. Then he said to them in his teaching, this was Jesus' teaching, he says, Beware of the scribes who desire to go around in long robes. They love greetings in the marketplace, the best seats in the synagogues, and the best places of feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers they will receive greater condemnation. Similar to, it ties along with what we were talking about this morning in Sunday school. Uh, By the way, Daniel, thank you for teaching that uh, as well. Those were were some really good points. But it's interesting, in Mark and in Luke, before the story that we're about to talk about, it has these exact same verses. In the King James, it's actually word for word. So I really think this this was what was happening that day. Jesus was teaching to the scribes, and he was saying, hey, or I'm sorry, he was teaching, but he was saying, beware of the scribes uh, who desire to go around in long robes. They love the greetings. 
And so right after that, it has this story of Jesus in the temple, in the treasury. And, and it says Jesus was sitting down. So Jesus is sitting there, and uh, if it'd be me, it'd probably be sitting, sitting something like this. Keith is sitting like this. So I don't know how Jesus was sitting or what he was sitting on, but it's saying he's sitting, and he's observing the treasury. And it says that a lot of rich people were walking through and they were putting their money in the treasury. A lot of probably big gifts. Now, I don't know. If the Bible doesn't say, it doesn't say how many. So it was a lot. 15 was a lot. 50, I don't know. Either way, Jesus is just sitting there and he's observing this. Watching people. And I think it was probably a pretty big deal. They probably were all dressed up and they probably, you know, especially since he had just talked about this, were making sure everyone knows that they're, they're really dressed up, they're putting a lot in. And in this line, here comes this poor widow. We don't know her name. We don't know her parents' name. All we know about it are those two things, that the Bible says she was a poor and she was a widow. So we don't know her, who her husband is either. So she comes along in this line, and she drops in, the Bible says, two mites. And at that time, it was from, in the time when Mark wrote this, it was one sixty-fourth of a denario, or denarius. And one denarius was about an average wage for one day, for one day's labor at that time. So she put wasn't much at all. Today it would come out to about an eighth of a penny. So this poor widow comes and this is what she puts in there and she keeps going. It doesn't say that Jesus talked to her. I think she, Jesus was just watching her walk in with these men. She dropped in two mites and she kept going. Didn't make a big fuss about it at all. Now, she only gave two mites, but the two mites was all that she had. Now, we don't know her name. I said that before, but I think it's very interesting. She probably, I don't know if she even knows, you know, that the story is in the Bible or not, but this story has been read thousands of times because it's in the Word of God probably billions of times that this story's been read. But I want to just think about this story a little bit and what she gave and then what Jesus did with it. After she left, Jesus got his disciples together and said, hey, you know what? Look what I just saw. Verse 43, it says, Jesus called his disciples to himself and he said, assuredly I say unto you, this poor widow has put more than all those who have given to the treasury for all they for they all put in out of their abundance but she out of her poverty put in all that she had her whole livelihood 
So Jesus is going to teach a lesson here, and he says, you know what? She put in more than everybody else. And so my question to you is, what are you giving? Here she were, we were talking about money. They were giving money to the treasury. She gave all that she had. Now, a question I'd like to ask them, but this question is also for us, is why are they giving it? It says the rich people were giving out of abundance. She was giving out of all that she had. And so we're talking about finances here. We're talking about money here. And I think most of us know that the Bible talks about tithing, about giving. And I'm not going to get into that, but that is a biblical thing to do is to tithe. So they are, they're, they're doing good from that perspective. But I think more what Jesus wants to get here is why are they giving what they give? What is the motive for their giving. Because Jesus said she gave so little, but yet she gave more than what everybody than everybody else. And I think it was the motive for why she was giving. I really do. Not only why, but she gave everything that she knew she could give. In 2 Corinthians 9, 7, it says this, Let each man give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. All right? So God loves that. That's in Scripture. God loves a cheerful giver. Back to the motive of why you're giving. What are you giving and why are you giving it? Now, we can give money. We just took an offering, and that's a way to give. But there's also so many more ways that we can give. Probably all of us have a different income. I'm guessing there's probably no one in here that has the exact amount of income. But there is something we all do have the exact amount, uh, the exact same amount of, and that's time. We all have 24 hours in a day. We all have 1,440 minutes per day. We all have that. What are you doing with it? How much of your time does God, do you give to God? When you do give God some of your time, why do you give it to him? I find myself quite frequently giving my time to God by sitting down, reading, praying. You know, I have this little time just because this is what I should do and this, this feels right. And then I just get up and I just keep going. I gave my time to God. Or do I sit down and do I really connect with God? Like, I have 24 hours per day. And we recognize that time is a gift. Now, we, at this point, we all have 24 hours in a day. We don't 
all know how long we live, right? Uh, and that was uh, very, it's, it's very interesting, just the perspective on life as well. Uh, this week, close to our shop, just about a mile east from our shop, there was a 50-year-old Amish man um, with nine children that he was at the school picnic and hit a ball and was running around third base and, and had a heart attack. Died on the ball field. 50 years old. And yesterday I was talking to uh, a guy that knew him. This was a, was another uh, Amish guy. It was just interesting. We, were, we started talking about this and, you know, I just asked him a little bit about John and he said this with confidence. It was his time to go. And then we were talking about that. I think he's right. There was no accident. No one else did anything that, that caused it. He just had a heart attack. And then we were talking about the importance of being ready because we just never know. So we don't all have the exact same amount of time. He only had 50 years. Damien only had 15. Uh, some people live to 90 or 95 or uh, 100. Uh, but while we do have this thing called time, what are you doing with it and how much are you giving it to God? Imagine with me just, just two, two um, that you're a father and you have two sons. And you're raising your two sons and you're going to make a requirement for your sons because you want to build a relationship with them. And so for you to do that, you're going to say, hey, sons, you need to spend 15 minutes a day with me. That's a requirement. No ands, ifs, or buts. 15 minutes a day, you come, and you just sit beside me because that's just, I, I'm dad. I, I, I want to know what's going on in your life. You know, I, I want to help you out. I want a relationship with you. And so 15 minutes of each day, your two sons come. Now, the one son, we'll just call him Bob. Bob comes in. And at his 15 minutes, he comes rushing in, flying in and comes sitting beside you and is huffing and panting and, you know, just because he just so made his time. And as he's sitting there, he's still de-escalating because he's so busy and so frantically trying to get all his stuff done, sits down and says hi, but he doesn't really mean hi just because he's still, his mind is just full of processing everything that's going on. And he sits there for 15 minutes and while he's sitting there, he's there, but he's not there, if you know what I mean. His, he's there in person, but yet his mind is still completely on all the things that he needs to do that day and that are going on. Keeps watching his watch, and 15 minutes is up. Right on the minute, 15 minutes, boom, he's out of there. He put in his 15 minutes with dad and goes about his day. The next son, we'll just call him Jerry. Jerry comes in at his appointed time. He comes in respectfully and he sits beside his dad. And he has his dad's attention and his dad has his attention. And they start talking. He starts sharing about what's really going on in his life and 
how his day is going. And they really have a heart-to-heart talk and communicating with each other. And they just spend time with each other, just getting to know each other through talking and spending time. When the 15 minutes is up, it's not a huge deal to him because he's not paying attention like Tom was or Bob was. He can hang out there for a while. Sometimes he'll go way over time just because he enjoys the fellowship with his dad. So which son are you or daughter? Knowing how important relationships are with our Heavenly Father, what are we doing with the time that we have. Second Corinthians 9, 6. This is the verse just previous of what I had read before. It says, He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And I think there's a number of things here that he's talking about that you can put in here. I think finances can be one of them. I think time can be one of them. Uh, I believe in the law of sowing and reaping. That's scriptural. I believe it. Absolutely. Now, did you ever think of this, though? If you sow the seed of quality time in the morning with God, do you think you'll reap that benefit as the day goes on? I believe you will. I believe you will. If we spend time, if we sow the seed of time with our Heavenly Father, I think we're going to reap that benefit as well. So what are you giving and why are you giving it? So talking about spending time with our Heavenly Father, why do you even want to spend time with Him? Is it out of duty, out of obligation, out of, you know, I should be doing this, and so I'm just going to rush in my 15 minutes, hop in here, but yet I'm here, but I'm not here because my mind is still all out there versus coming in and just saying, you know what, this is my time. I'm just going to get to know my Heavenly Father, and I'm going to plant the seed of time. So we have Jesus saying this story of just watching these, you know, from observation of watching the rich men and then the poor widow. He says the poor widow has got it. She's not making a fuss about it. She's giving all that she can because I really think that widow had the proper motive as well. She really wanted to give. And so there's, there's other things, other places we could go with this, but I was specifically going uh, with the time factor here, pulling that out of the story. And uh, how much time are you giving your Heavenly Father, and why are you giving it? 
So I want you just to leave here today uh, to give unselfishly and to give with the proper motive so that God can be glorified with your time. And just using this story of, of the poor widow and giving what you can give. Father, thank you so much for this morning. Lord, thank you for Jesus and thank you for this story that we have here in the Bible of Jesus sitting here and observing what's going on in the treasury and what we can learn from it. And Lord, I know there's lots of other things we can learn from it. And so, Lord, I pray that as we process this story even this week, uh, that more things would come alive in our hearts, that we could learn uh, what Jesus is really saying here about giving, uh, giving all that we have, but also with the right motive. And Father, we specifically talked about time. Uh, and so I pray, Father, that we could be wise with our time and we would give you our time. And so thank you for each person that's here. Pray a blessing on each person that's here as we go through this week. May we live for your honor and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you're dismissed. Thank you so much for being here. Bless you for being here. Uh, have a great